0: Let's start the day off with a little story. When I was 18, I had this very vivid dream one night that consisted of Macho Man Randy Savage, God rest his soul, coming to me to ask if I would perform a song at his wedding and I told him, Mr. Macho Man, I would be honored. And I asked him what song he'd like me to play. And at the time, in my waking life, I'd been listening almost exclusively to the greatest hits of Otis Redding. So Macho Man says, I'd like for you to play These Arms of Mine, which was my favorite Otis Redding song. And I thought, I don't know how to play that song. But I told Macho Man that I'd play at his wedding anyways. So in my dream, I went through the experimenting process where I was fumbling with the chords on my guitar, trying to figure out exactly how this song is played, and I'm watching my fingers on the fretboard as I'm figuring it out, and learning to play this song. In the dream, I go on to play Macho Man's Wedding, and it's a beautiful ceremony, of course. I wake up feeling great, but not only that, I wake up actually knowing how to play the song These Arms of Mine by Otis Redding. A song that, before the dream, I'd never even thought about teaching myself to play. I'm not telling you this story just to give away the secret of how 18-year-old George got all the bitches. But playing Otis Redding works in that sense. I'm telling you this to detail the kind of things that take place during REM sleep. Remember last week I said that the quality of your sleep is more important than your total hours of sleep. That's part true because your sleep is a cycle of a few phases of sleep, and as the night wears on and cycles can be complete and uninterrupted, you get more and more benefit. But if you sleep like shit and you interrupt these cycles, or you can't even enter into these phases, not only do you miss out on the benefits, but things can start to go wrong for you, and we'll get more into that later. So yes, if you're sleeping longer, you theoretically cycle through all the sleep phases more, but first we have to assure that when you sleep, you can actually get through the whole cycle. You'll find that sometimes you just can't. On average, it takes people roughly 70 to 90 minutes to complete each cycle, so your goal is certainly to complete this cycle as many times as possible each night, But for now, I want to give you some tips to help you make sure you can complete each stage of sleep and move through the cycle. Starting in one phase of sleep over and over without being able to complete a full cycle actually happens a lot. For now, let's talk about the sleep phases in the cycle. You probably know of REM sleep already as the part of the sleep cycle in which you're dreaming, but leading up to that, there's these Three basic stages of non-REM sleep. The first two stages make up about half or even more of your night's sleep, and you're sleeping relatively light at this point as you pass through these, and you aren't gaining much benefit aside from moving toward the other parts of your sleep cycle. In the third stage, though, which only makes up about 10 to 15% of your night's sleep, you're sleeping deeply, and your body is reaping some rewards. During this stage, your body releases its growth hormones that regenerate muscle and tissues, it repairs damaged cells, and it strengthens your immune system. If you're tossing and turning all night, you're not getting a lot of this. On those nights, you're getting most of your sleep in the first two stages, not moving through the cycle completely a lot. During REM sleep, which is the final stage of this cycle, you're having your dreams and your body is basically paralyzed this is the restorative phase for your brain during REM your memories are consolidated information is being processed and as noted in the macho man story you're actually learning a little bit during REM sleep and every time you cycle through all the phases REM starts to take up a bigger portion of the cycle so the better you sleep the better your brain gets So, how can you sleep better? Well, let's start with what you can do before you're even thinking about going to bed. Think first about what you're putting into your body. You're going to hear this a lot from me. Eat clean. It's becoming clear already as I go through this podcast episode by episode that clean eating is at the foundation of so many of the things we want to achieve. Obviously, your body and your brain need the nutrients if you're going to expect them to do their job while you sleep. But think about the kind of rest you get when you eat poorly, especially when it's compounded over time. If you've ever tried to sleep with heartburn, you'll know, as well as I do, that you're not going to get a lot of deep sleep. You're probably just going to toss and turn all night. So think about what you're putting in your body, especially the closer it gets to bedtime. On that note, keep your caffeine in check too. I praised coffee all through episode two and I love my coffee, but you have to set a time of day to stop adding caffeine to your system. If I'm going to bed at 10 or 11 p.m., I don't take in any caffeine after 2 p.m. Caffeine alters your brain's melatonin levels. It's good for waking up, it's bad for sleep. Even if you're the kind of person who thinks they can drink coffee all night up until bedtime and still get to sleep okay, you might be getting to sleep okay, but the effects of caffeine on your melatonin levels may keep you from entering the restorative stages of sleep. And I hate to tell you this, but booze is bad for you. That's hard for me because I've loved booze for a long time, but the data just doesn't lie. The National Institutes of Health in the American Journal of Medicine has reviewed study after study over the effects of booze on sleep and confirmed that even for light drinkers, you're not going to sleep as fast, you won't sleep as well, and you won't sleep as long as the people who aren't drinking at all. Sleep apnea and other sleep diseases become more prevalent as you drink, especially over time. We know there's ill effects to booze in all sorts of facets of life, So maybe if you're really trying to improve yourself, take a look at your drinking. Maybe it's time to chill out on it. Personally, I'm trying to relegate my drinking just to special occasions, and I definitely feel better. I feel like I'm achieving a lot more. I also find that I get a better night's sleep when my house, and of course, especially my bedroom, uh, are clean. You want an air of calmness when you're trying to get to sleep. You don't want chores and things you've put off nagging you through the night you don't want to be thinking about stuff you should be doing when you're laying in bed trying to get to sleep so as i think about all this stuff i'm noticing how good habits just keep cycling back upon each other when i sleep well i'm more apt to do my chores with some gusto and i'm less likely to put things off when i eat well I sleep well, and when I sleep well, I make better decisions about what I put in my body the next day, I clean my house, I make this podcast, I get some exercise and fresh air and sunshine, and then at the end of the day, I feel good and accomplished and tired, and so I sleep well again. You dig? We really can't just pick one habit to improve and carry on with all our other bad habits. This is a process. And speaking of cleaning... You want your bed and your blankets clean and smelling good. For the longest time, I didn't see the purpose of making my bed because I didn't think anyone would see my room anyways. But I find that when I make my bed, I sleep better at night because my blankets are nice and spread out and smooth, so they're nice and cool when I climb into bed. You're not going to sleep well if your bed has crumbs in it or wadded up socks hiding under bunched up sheets. There's definitely something to lower temperatures having a positive effect on how well you get to sleep so the coolness of the blankets helps me a lot i have my thermostat set to go a little lower at night and this seems to really help so this brings me to another important point don't use your bed for anything that isn't sleep or sex related In fact, don't let your room be used for anything else either. Don't let your bedroom double as your office space or your home theater. I've talked about your creature brain and how you've trained it with cues. If you've taught your brain that climbing into bed is its cue for eating the day's final snack or for surfing Reddit on your phone for the next few hours, your brain is always going to expect that, even when you're tired and you really need sleep. And it's going to fight slipping into the sleep and moving through your sleep cycle properly. Train your brain to recognize your bedroom as the place for sleep and sex only. If, as you're getting used to this, you lie in bed trying not to do other stuff and struggling to fall asleep, but you just can't get out of bed, go out of your room and do something calm and quiet elsewhere until you're tired, you don't want to train your brain that it's okay to stay in bed not sleeping. You have to teach your brain what the bed is for. So use other cues too. Scent your room with relaxing aromas, and when it's time for bed, make it nice and dark. I mentioned last week that light inhibits the production of melatonin and how your brain has evolved to associate light with wakefulness. Train your brain on bedtime by keeping it dark, and don't expose yourself to the kind of blue light emanating from TVs and smartphones and tablets right before bed. That blue light inhibits melatonin production more than any other wavelength on the spectrum. So before bed, put your phone away. It is a distraction from everything good you want to do for yourself. Develop cues on top of cues for your brain to help recognize when it's time for sleep. Here's where a nighttime routine is important. Try to go to bed at the same time every night. Put on some soft pajamas. Brush your teeth. Take your mind off everything that happened that day. Maybe, as I said in episode two, take some time to visualize some goals. Any ritual you can do every night to cue your brain into sleep mode and incentivize going to sleep is going to be beneficial. I don't know if this describes you, but think of the kid who kneels at the bedside and prays every night before bed. This is interesting to me. It's not something I do, but I've seen it in pictures and I can see how it works. It's a routine. It's a cue that tells your brain to wind down, and it takes your focus from all that other shit that otherwise keeps your mind racing while you're trying to fall asleep. So think of this as an example of neuroplasticity. Now, neuroplasticity means the ability to rewire your brain based on the way you view your thoughts. So naturally, the idea of communicating yourself into the good graces of some supreme being each night is going to wire your brain into feeling secure and sorted when it's time for bed. If you're sweetly nestled into the bosom of whatever god you love, so you feel like you're being looked after in a sense, and you feel like all the things you'd otherwise be worrying about are ultimately in the hands of an omnipotent being, you're going to rest easy, because you've developed that as the cue and the incentive for your brain to get you off to sleep. So if that's what you're into, do that shit, because it really works. But even if you're not into that, you can use what you know about it to help you sleep. Here's what I do. When I'm in bed, I take a second to picture myself relaxing and I take some deep, slow breaths. Generally, you don't take enough time to practice deep breathing during the day because if you're doing it at work or in social situations, you're going to look like a weirdo. But what's happening as you breathe your shallow breaths all day According to publications from Harvard Medical School, it limits the range of motion in your diaphragm, and I quote here, the lowest part of the lungs doesn't get a full share of oxygenated air, and that can make you feel short of breath and anxious. And I continue to quote, deep abdominal breathing encourages full oxygen exchange, that is the beneficial trade of incoming oxygen for outgoing carbon dioxide. It can slow the heartbeat. And lower or stabilize blood pressure. So that's exactly what we're trying to do when we're falling asleep. And that's what I do as I'm laying in bed. I take a few deep breaths, and with the first ones, I focus solely on the breath, on filling my lungs and my stomach rising, and then I'm letting out every last bit of the breath. I don't do it loud or dramatically because my wife would punch me, but I just take slow, deep breaths. And this focus, pushes all the other bullshit that keeps me awake out of my mind. Then I start to visualize a few things. I keep my eyes closed. I visualize things that I'm grateful for and really try to picture them in my head. This is a practice I stole from something I heard Tony Robbins saying on the Tim Ferriss podcast, but I modify it a little for myself. I think solely of things that are going right in my life and try to picture those things. And sometimes when I'm doing this, I just seamlessly slip into a dream. Macho Man has not come to me for anything in a while, though, so wherever you're at, brother, I'm here. Inevitably, as I'm picturing these things that I'm grateful for, I'll start to, in my mind, see my wife and my kids or my friends, and then instead of just picturing them, no matter what the kids were like before bedtime, I make sure I picture them smiling and doing things that make them super happy. Sometimes I picture myself hugging them or just giving them love. And so if you do this, you can kind of feel your love for these people in your life swelling up inside you as you picture them. And I try to just project it out to them. And I hope that through some sort of like astral projection or just by vibes or something that they actually receive it in some way. And then I make a point to move on from the people close to me to some of the people I've had problems with from slight to large. And I find that no matter what our interactions were like, I don't really want to see these people hurting. And so I visualize them happy and receiving my love. And in that sense, I can kind of forgive whatever I'm holding against them. And in that way, it helps me get over the things that tend to be on my mind when I'm trying to sleep petty arguments where you're like, oh, I should have said this and shit like that. I don't have to hold on to that misery, especially at bedtime. I can use the angry part of myself during the day when I'm working out. That's when I can picture these people hurt and miserable. But I digress. So in my mind, as I try to get sleep, I can usually visit like six or 10 people like that. And then I'm usually asleep by that. I go from just picturing someone in my mind, to being on a weird little adventure with these people in a dream. Even if that's too much hippie shit for you, a little deep breathing and a change of focus of any sort is going to help you. And this goes back to neuroplasticity again. Just knowing that your thoughts are going to be pleasant and cute instead of random rewires your brain for a positive outlook on sleep and everything else. And once you've established the deep breathing stuff as a cue for your mind to stop racing and for you to relax, you can start applying that practice a little in other situations. And you can train yourself not to lose your cool or make rash decisions. You do a little deep breathing, send some love out into the world before reacting to something, and I'm pretty sure the world is going to be better for it. Anyways, people have all kinds of their own tricks for helping them get to sleep and sleep deeply white noise is good for me but it can't be something that i want to pay any attention to if it's a song or tv in the background i focus too hard on it so like a fan works for me some people do counting exercise or i've heard that if you try to hold your tongue so that it doesn't touch the bottom or the roof of your mouth you eventually fall asleep you're trying it right now aren't you So anything that gets the bullshit off your mind, even if it's the tongue thing, and it has you in bed without your phone, it's probably better for you. I'd love to hear your tips for getting to sleep. The weirder, the better. What helps you get a great night's sleep? So email me, bring it up on the Rad Habits and Friends of the Podcast Facebook group, or hit me on Twitter with that. My last bit on sleeping better... Don't wake up tomorrow and immediately try to evaluate whether you've slept great or not. Don't even think about it. When you first wake up, you're always going to feel tired and convince yourself you didn't sleep enough. And you're going to tell yourself you need to go back to bed, but you don't. I am grumpy as hell in the morning, so I apologize here and now to everybody out there who's ever had to deal with me first thing after waking up. People, I'm sorry, okay? Instead look forward shove all the thoughts of the night before out of your head and look forward to your day focus on what you're going to accomplish and what you're looking forward to then later when you have a moment and your mind is calm think about how your body and your mind feel and if you feel more or less fatigued than the day before and day by day you can evaluate whether your sleep is improving So keep it up. Thank you all for listening to the Rad Habits Podcast. Your feedback this last week has been really inspiring. Thank you all for all your help. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I hope you guys are having fun with this. And let's continue to have fun with it. Email radhabitspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at radhabitscast. Uh, Join the Facebook group. I'll have another episode for you next week. Until then, sponsors, I'm looking for you. My friends with businesses, services, my friends with music, I want to feature you guys on the podcast. I want people to know what you're up to and to spend their money on you because you know what? You deserve it. Anyways, thank you all for joining in. I love you all. Stay rad. Have a great day.